Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis, and here are the movies premiering this week. <laughs> but before we do that, Travis... I hate you so much. <laughs> How's your week been going, man? Oh, it has been... It's been a week, definitely. Yeah? <laughs> but, uh, like, nothing bad happened. Everything is honky-dory. Um, let's see. I had... Let's see. I'm, I didn't really do a whole bunch this weekend. I did have a chance to watch three things yeah so i'm gonna get the non-movie out out of the way first so no wait i watched four things <gasps> really four things yes okay so are the non-movie one <laughs> oh they are strange oh yes um so the non movie i watched was the a guardian the guardians of the galaxy uh ho- holiday special that's what I was going to watch. Ah, I forgot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still up there. You can go back and watch it, man. Yeah, yeah. But it's on my to-do list. You need to watch it because it is fantastic. <sighs> I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. All right. No spoilers, but it is It is pretty flippin' fantastic. Is it bacon-tastic? Oh, it is bacon-tastic. <laughs> perfect perfect let's see and then the three movies i watched um so then after i watched a guardians of the galaxy holiday special i was like you know i haven't watched disenchanted yet so i'm gonna pop that on so i watched disenchanted and i really enjoyed it okay nice um, it's just as solid as the first one was. Um, if you liked the characters, the goofiness, it's it, it's all there. Um, Maya Rudolph does fantastic. Uh, yeah, highly recommend that one if you like the first one, for sure. Sweet. Um, then the, the two I watched in theaters, I watched The Menu and I watched Violent Night. Oh, Okay. Menu first, please. The menu, honestly, it might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Really? It is. It is. It is. It's like watching. Um, is it? I can't. Can never remember the name of it on Netflix, but I believe it's like Top Chef or something like that. But it's like it. It. It's a show that highlights like fancy, fancy food. Okay. Okay. Um, but so they kind of modeled the movie after that because they kind of show like shots of the food being made before they eat it and everything. Um, and then the story, the the story is so good and how everything kind of intertwines and everything just kind of yeah intertwines with itself to make to help everything make sense. Okay. Um, it. I think you would honestly like it, John. I do. Really? I do. It, it's not so much of a horror movie. It is more comedy. Really? It is, yeah. I was rolling laughing. Okay, um, okay. And so I feel like you would have a good time with that one. 
Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's all I have for that one. And then the last movie I said was Violent Night. Mm-hmm. And that movie was awesome. It was, was, it, was it what we were thinking? It, 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 it's awesome crap is what it is. <laughs> it Like, okay, the story, the action, I really enjoyed. The acting so is could be left could be left for desire i guess you could say um it was nice to see beverly d'angelo though she was it's not a cameo she was advertised um yep yep and then uh david harbour he does fantastic as santa that's Um, what i've been hearing and also john legozamo is an over-the-top villain and he plays it to perfection um yeah, highly recommend that one if you like a bloody good time. Um, <laughs> and it models itself a lot into Home Alone. Makes sense. Like, Makes sense. Since they, like, advertised it being, you know, Die Hard meets Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> and I'm super excited for you to watch that one because I want to talk about it more <laughs> in depth. All right. I'm going to try. Like, that that's one that I wanted to go to the theater to see and I just... Yeah. Yeah. I just want to hear how much you cringe at one part. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's going to be a good time, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I almost or kind of watched something, I guess. <laughs> I like your attempt. Okay, go on. Well, for, first things first, uh, I was doing some more like, you know, putting up lights and stuff this weekend. Sure. So obviously i had to have santa claus is coming to town on the tv oh. the old uh rankin and bass of course stop animation or stop motion animation mm-hmm. uh tv special awesome i love it with mickey rooney as uh santa claus yes <laughs> even better uh so yeah there was that and then okay. uh i i started watching pinocchio the um guillermo the del toro one? Oh, okay all right. Yep. I got about a half an hour in, and I just, I, I will be able to watch it. I just wasn't in the mood for a musical. Okay. Which surprised me because, well, it surprised me that it was a musical to begin with. To begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but then, like, it, it definitely is not, uh, it definitely is not Disney's Pinocchio. I can tell you that right now. Right, right, sure. Uh... Let's let's just say, it takes place after World War One. Oh, so it's heavy then. A little bit. Okay. Um, the and so the the puppet stylings as well were a little weird, I guess. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was. I guess I should have expected something. Uh, I I should have expected it looking at the trailers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just very very strange i guess okay all right it was yeah yeah so the i i have a lame claim to fame with this movie okay so um i have an old friend who i don't really talk to a whole lot anymore but um he he works in hollywood and he works for the studio that made pinocchio oh nice and I want to see it now to see what they did, because I know he was super proud of it. So he was posting it on Facebook, 
And it was like, oh, you should check out my movie on Friday and all this and that. I was like, awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that you did this one, but that's awesome. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, lame claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I had. Okay. Sounds like an awesome weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's actually going to bring us to our movie news. Oh, all right. I know. You ready to hop on in? Let's hop on in, sir. All right. Well, the first thing that we have is that apparently Darren Aronofsky has plans to release one of his one of his first movies uh, into IMAX. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, if you don't know, that movie is Pi. Okay. Because um, it is coming up on the 25th anniversary of Pi. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's I a, am familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like... I am familiar with Aronofsky's work, but I have never seen Pi, mm-hmm. so this might be something I want to check out, maybe. Yeah, so basically it's about a mathematician who becomes obsessed with searching for patterns in the universe as part of a quest for meaning. Mm-hmm. It gets deep. It gets a little uh, uh, mind-bendy, I guess you would say. Um, to, okay. And apparently, mm-hmm. when he shot this, he shot it on 16 millimeter. Okay. But they're digitally scanning it at 8K. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they're trying to get it up to IMAX, basically. Ooh, okay. That's going to be... Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be quite the stretch. Yeah, yeah. Well, appar- so apparently, like, when they when they made it, uh, yeah. Aronofsky said that he only really had access to surround... Or not surround, like, just stereo. Not even surround sound, just stereo sound for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But now he's trying to get in a uh, Dolby Atmos mix going for it. Ooh, interesting. Which should be interesting. So, uh, but they want to want to release it March 14th. Oh, <laughs> how convenient. Right, right, since March 14th is 314, which is Pi. So, yep. widely considered Pi Day. So, that's mm. when they want to release it. And actually, I want to see, I didn't actually double check. Oh, that's a Tuesday. A Tuesday. Oh. Uh, that's a Tuesday next year. We'll see how it goes. Nice. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Jeez. I love pie. <laughs> Travis, stop trying to make pie happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> nice segue, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, it's like my segues have ESPN or something. Uh. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, going off of that, hitting my microphone at the same time, uh, Mean Girls, mm-hmm. the musical, is apparently uh, coming to Paramount Plus, or coming from you're coming in from Paramount. Uh, it might go to Paramount Plus. It might be a theatrical release. I don't know. Okay. But this is this is Mean Girls the musical based off of the Broadway show based off of the movie. So <laughs> Full circle. Mean Girlception. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh I've heard that the musical is fantastic. I mean it, it it's had a full on Broadway uh mm-hmm. Broadway run and uh I mean it looks like uh Tina Fey actually well, Tina Fey wrote the original, right? Right. And then yep. came back and wrote the Broadway show, mm-hmm. if I if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me see here. 
So Tina Fey is writing the adaptation, wrote the stage musical, and then I believe wrote the original movie as well. Oh, perfect. Okay. So just all up in that writing credit. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, I mean, th- that movie is well regarded by a lot of fans. So high five. Yes. <laughs> uh, I never thought I was going to like that movie and it ended up, I ended up really enjoying Mean Girls. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dude, I don't know how many times, you know, it'll be like, somebody will say something and I'll just go, you go, Glenn Coco. That's right. <laughs> you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> And then always, you know, always the favorite. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. <laughs> On October 3rd. <laughs> or what is it? Isn't it Um, that, like, oh, no, wait, that's that's wrong. I was thinking that that one, uh, what dated it, like, what date is best or whatever. Like, Oh, it's, yeah, that's uh, Miss Congeniality. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, is that from the same movie? Is like, no, no, it's not. It's not, but another great one. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Miss Congeniality. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. April 25th. Okay. It's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's another great one. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> Mean Girls, the musical based off of the Broadway show, based off of the movie, written by Tina Fey, all three. So it's coming to Paramount. It's coming from Paramount. Uh, oh, but we don't know like where it's coming to yet. Don't but know it's as of from yet. Paramount. Okay. If it's going to be Paramount Plus, if it's going to be a theatrical release. Uh, oh, sorry. I do take that back. It says here it is adapting the new film for Paramount Plus. Okay. All right. That's so, so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> uh, but you know what else is not uh, not going to happen? I wonder if I I wonder if she's fetch since since it's not I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried I tried to make it a good one but it didn't work out okay <laughs> so we are uh, we are getting news that apparently uh, with the whole shakeup over at DC films what with uh, James Gunn and I can never remember the other guy's name taking over. Mm-hmm. as kind of like the, the main heads of where everything is going. Uh, it, so- or it looks like Wonder Woman 3 is not happening, wait for it, as it has been written. So, okay. At, from what I'm reading, from what I've seen, as of right now, Patty Jenkins has submitted a treatment of what she thinks or where she wants to take the Wonder Woman movie for Wonder Woman 3. Okay. And uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran, I remembered his name because I saw it right here on the news article. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, They basically said that that the treatment that Patty Jenkins has for Wonder Woman for Wonder Woman 3 Mm -hmm. is not the direction that they want to take the DC universe. Okay. So, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out if 
Patty Jenkins is able to rework some stuff, uh, kind of more fit it into what their vision is going to be, or if Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, at least this version of Wonder Woman, is out. Okay. As I mean, of right that's now, that's really we, too bad. Yeah, we we're not we're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But as of right as of right now, in its current iter- er, incarnation, Wonder Woman three is not moving forward. Hmm. Well, that is that is too bad. I I I loved the first Wonder Woman movie. Number two was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. I guess that it, like like what you said, it just doesn't fit where they want the DCEU to go. That they want it, they want to rework it. That's too bad because Gail Gadot's a good, she's a good Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so James Gunn, mm-hmm. big Twitter user, right? Sure. Uh, has apparently been just completely. <laughs> taking away the jobs of all of the people that are like writing scoops and writing you know stories for what is happening all these different places because he'll mm-hmm. go on Twitter and basically say yeah this is happening or no this isn't happening or I don't know where you're getting this but that's not even close <laughs> and uh, basically somebody somebody had made the claim that James Gunn uh, did not like Henry Cavill and okay when asked to comment on that claim about his feelings towards Cavill, Gunn wrote, sure, false. (laughs) (laughs) And then apparently the original person came back and said that they had heard from multiple people that James Gunn didn't like Cavill, to which he said, so weird, you seem so plugged in. Anyway, I just had 40 people people reach out to me to say that you got kicked out of your mom's basement. So sorry, man. (laughs) Ha ha ha, savage. So... Yeah, he's not he's not taking uh, really any sort of uh, any any sort of guff. I mean, James Gunn, he's a fantastic director, so yeah. he can We'll have to we'll have to see how he does as like the the head, you know, kind of direction leader mm-hmm. of an entire studio, honestly. Basically, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's done wonders for Marvel with Guardians. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. did a fantastic uh, version of the Suicide Squad. So exactly, exactly. We'll we'll have to see how how it all goes. In Abram, we trust. <laughs> uh, well, one sequel that is apparently happening mm-hmm. is a uh, uh, a bit of time in the in the making. A bit, just That's a bit. An understatement. So, if anybody remembers the 1999 political comedy election. With uh, Reith Witherspoon and uh, Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. where Reese Witherspoon is trying to get elected to student body president, I believe, or yes, uh, school president. Yes. And Matthew Broderick plays her teacher who is trying to sabotage her. Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, so first off, that was based off of a novel that was written in 1998. Okay. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a sequel, again, coming to uh, Paramount plus i believe okay let me just make sure i'm not just yep yep paramount plus there it is uh so uh based off of a sequel to the book written last year or earlier this year actually Mm -hmm. which picks up with reese witherspoon's character tracy in adulthood as she continues to struggle to fight her way to the top at work 
where she is the <laughs> assistant principal at a public high school in suburban New Jersey, but she sets her sight on the top job and her, as her boss announces plans to retire. So this new one is going to be called Tracy Flick Can't Win. Uh, Travis, did you ever watch the original? Uh, it's been a long, long time, but I have, yeah. Okay, okay. Can't say I ever really heard of it. I might have, but it just kind of flew past my radar. Not going to lie. It, it, yeah, it was, um, I guess, uh, like an independent darling, I guess you could say. So I know everybody was talking about it around like 99. And right. then I didn't, I didn't end up watching it until I worked at Hollywood Video for a stretch. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, apparently uh, it was nominated at the Oscars for Best Adapted Screenplay. And then Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Witherspoon landed attention at the Golden Globes for the Best Actress role. You're right. Yeah, I know that her role was was regarded as very good. So, if you watched the original back in 1999, 23 years ago, um, you'll have something to look forward to over at Paramount Plus with a sequel coming out next year. Man, Paramount Plus is just coming out with with some heat. Apparently. Jeez, I like it. I mean, you could you could say that their their strategy is pretty wicked. Oh, you're killing it today. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, moving on to our next story. The movie Wicked, based off of, again, the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. So weird. Uh, has apparently cast their uh, Madame Morrible, and that is okay. going to be Michelle Yeoh. Nice. So, I've never seen the play or anything like that. That's pretty Do you good. Think that, okay. Do you think that she would be a good fit for the character? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, well, Perfect. I mean, like, Michelle Yeoh is pretty great, just in general. In general, right. Uh, but I... So, she's, like I said, she's going to be playing Madame Morble, who is the headmistress of Craig Hall, or Craig, Craig Hall, Craig Hall, at Shiz University. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think, I think it's a little bit more of a minor part, if I remember okay. correctly. I haven't, I haven't seen the, the, the play for a while it was a while ago that i saw it gotcha okay but uh yeah it it'll be it'll be pretty fun to watch i think this one and it's gonna be a two-parter so that'll be nice too oh nice okay so wow i i I didn't know that i guess that the play is long enough to be split up into two parts i mean most plays are like they'll have the intermission in there just in general Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so as of right now in exactly uh well basically uh two years and two weeks and three years and two weeks wow so christmas christmas 2024 and christmas 2025 is what we're looking at so they are filming it right now as Mm -hmm. well uh i i believe i could have swore that it said that it was they're writing it oh really so sorry i'm kind of reading more into some of the stuff here apparently uh they have they have somebody in talks to play the wizard but okay. a final deal has not been signed according to sources mm-hmm. and that is mr uh, uh life uh, uh, finds a way himself mr jeff goldblum <laughs> yes <laughs> must go faster uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh but yeah he apparently is in talks to play the wizard but nothing has been reached as of yet okay so we'll see how that all goes well, I do love some gold bloom. Exactly. Like in, say, the Grand Budapest Hotel. 
That's right. That's good stuff. Speaking of Wes Anderson, <laughs> apparently his next uh, next movie, Asteroid City, is going to be coming to theaters next summer. Ooh, okay. So this one uh, is going to be a limited release date on June 16th and then an expansion planned for June 23rd. So June 23rd is when it's going to have more of a wide release. Okay. And then uh, basically it's a 1950s era movie which is described as a poetic meditation on the meaning of life. Uh, It's saying the film takes place in a fictional American desert town during a junior stargazer space cadet convention. Chaos ensues as the event organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. Interesting. Interesting. When was the I do like Wes Anderson. (laughs) Wait, what did you say? When was the Roswell incident? 1947. Okay. Yeah. Dang. (laughs) So, we'll have to see how it all goes. Well, I know you and I both like some Wes Anderson, so I know we'll be itching to see what this is about. Right, right. Uh, By the way, the cast for this one, as of right now, Mm -hmm. uh, includes Tom Hanks, Margot Robbie, Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Leah Schreiber, (laughs) Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, uh, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Tony Revolori, what the heck? (laughs) Jeff Goldblum and Rita Wilson. And that's all of the ones that I that I fully recognize just by name. There are other ones that I'm sure I recognize if once I see their face and kind of see what other stuff that they've been in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. There's one name that I'm surprised is not on there, but I'm sure he will be. Uh, is that Mr. Uh, Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> I never know. He might have been, uh, been busy at the time uh, up here in Minnesota with the, uh, <laughs> with the Saints. That's true. He could be. Since he is a co-owner. <clears throat> yes, he is. Of the Minnesota baseball team. Well, minor league baseball team, but still baseball team. <clears throat> Up here in Minnesota. Yeah, these <clears throat> are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, our second lame claim to fame of the ninth. There we go. There we go. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that's going to be that. But going from a mysterious, spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events mm-hmm. to spectacular destruction with world-changing events in Oppenheimer. Oh, I'm so excited for this. You like that segue? I do. That was amazing. (laughs) So, we have some more news on Oppenheimer, which is the new Christopher Nolan movie Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Killian Murphy as as Oppenheimer. Apparently, when when we had seen the trailer, it was all in black and white, right? Right. And we were wondering, is this going to be completely in black and white or what's going to happen with it? Right. We have answers. Uh, uh, basically, it is not entirely in black and white. Okay. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be doing a lot of like, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily time jumping, but I don't know if there's going to be like flashbacks, but it's going to be Christopher Nolan. It's going to be messing with time. It's going to be doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but apparently some of the stuff in black and white was filmed mm-hmm. in IMAX. Ooh. 
there is no black and white IMAX film, or I should say there was no black IMAX, black and white IMAX film before making this movie because Christopher Nolan and Hoyt Van Hoytma went to Kodak and were like, hey, we need black and white film for the IMAX camera. Have at it. <laughs> and they did. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have new black and white IMAX film. Mm-hmm coming in from Christopher Nolan, but it's not going to be totally in black and white. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be kind of like Memento-esque. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. If that, if that, if that makes sense to you. It does because yeah, they're so like, obviously like in real t- time, it's in color, but then the flashbacks are in black and white. Right. Right. Okay. Perfect. So basically what Christopher Nolan said was we challenged the people at Kodak and Photochem to make the black and white film work for us and they stepped up. For the first time ever we were able to shoot IMAX film in black and white and the results were thrilling and extraordinary. As soon as Hoyt Van Hoytma, uh, who is the cinematographer Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw the first tests come in, we just knew that this was a format that we were immediately in love with. I just... Everything about this movie is just a yes for me. I'm so excited for this. So here's the other thing as Uh well, is that apparently uh, Christopher Nolan recreated the first ever nuclear weapon detonation without the use of computer graphics. Nolan, what are you doing, my (laughs) dude? Oh my gosh. Okay. So... I mean, obviously, Nolan is very much a practical effects kind of guy. Oh, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's the, the 747 in Tenant, mm-hmm. or the semi-flip in The Dark Knight, right. or even in Interstellar, where, you know, they had the, the ships kind of set up with, like, a, a starry kind of background instead of a blue screen outside mm-hmm. of the, the windows. Right. Uh, just so that they didn't have to actually rely on cgi to make the the space oh christopher nolan you are so creative i love it so we'll have to we'll have to see kind of what the process was but as of right now i'm skeptical skeptical okay of being completely without or without relying on cgi Mm. i I would have to think that there might be even some like compositing and you know adding stuff in which a lot of people don't necessarily take as CGI, but at the same time, it's like you're usually you're you're using computer graphics to create, you know, combine all this stuff together and create mm-hmm. the shot that you want, which is at least partially to me, at least CGI. Right. But at the same time, you know, painting out wires and stuff, I feel like is in this day and age part of CGI as well. So that that's mm-hmm. just my personal take on it. Sure. Uh, so, like, you know, you look at behind the scenes of, say, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because I just saw something on that today, where he's kind of flying down the stairs, and then he hits the floor, and he kind of slips, because somebody mm-hmm. left the one thing open. Or, sorry, no, that was uh, No Way Home. I apologize. That was Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> okay. Uh, where he, Whereas Doctor Strange comes, you know, gliding down the stairs, but he had, he was wired up. Mm-hmm. You know, so they could kind of lower him down and then he could slip on the ground, whatever. And then they go in with computers later on and they paint out those wires with computer graphics. 
Right. So that's why, to me, that is still part of CGI. I get that. But I don't know. That's, uh, like I said, that's my own personal opinion. No, I get you. I get you. I guess we'll just have to, you know, wait and see once that trailer hits. I'm so ready for this trailer. I know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) We should be getting it here, you would think, by, I would say, like, February or March. We I mean, be able to get a trailer. I would have to think so because the movie the movie is coming out July twenty first, right, of twenty twenty three. Mhm. And you would think that they would want at least six months of advertisement. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had the they had the teaser that I think is actually still running on the Universal page, where okay. it has the the countdown timer until it releases. Mhm. That's great. <laughs> I, I think it's still going. I think it's still going. That's awesome. Where it just plays the trailer over and over again, but every time the timer changes to, you know, be that much closer to the release date. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes. We'll have to see how their their reimagining of Oppenheimer goes. I love it. And just like we'll have to see how Netflix's reimagining of My Hero Academia is going to go. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. So okay, this isn't. This is not necessarily a Netflix production. Like, Netflix mm-hmm. wasn't like, hey, we want to make this. Like, I feel like that was what Death Note was, right? Where right, right. Netflix was yep. like, hey, we're making a live-action uh, live adaptation. This mm-hmm. is uh, somebody who has the rights to the live-action adaptation of My Hero Academia having, a, a, having stuff ready to go already and then shopping around to who wants to actually do this. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, where did I see that? I apologize. It'll just be one more second here. I do I do apologize. I was wrong. Netflix only backed the Death Note adaptation. Okay. All right. So, uh, I don't know if... no Nobody has been cast or anything yet for My Hero Academia. We'll see mm-hmm. if they uh, make some of the same mistakes that they did with Death Note. <laughs> Death Note. I know people were complaining about Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop too. I mean, <sighs> there's that live action One Piece coming out at some point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Dragon Ball. <clears throat> oh, Dragon what? Ball Evolution. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will say though, uh, the person that they have writing it is mm-hmm. Joby Harold. Okay. And then uh, Shinsuke Sato is going to be directing it. Okay. And uh, let me just double check here. Sorry, one second. So uh, Shinsuke Sato did Alice in Borderland. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's apparently a renowned Japanese filmmaker. So this will be his first uh, kind of English language debut, I guess you would say. Okay. Uh, but Joby Harold. Uh, is actually was a writer for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, like I said, this is going to be the the director and executive producer is going to be uh, Shinsuke Sato. Okay. And it's going to be his English language or their English language debut. Okay. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say about this. Um, yeah. It... <sighs> So I recently got into this anime, and it is really super good. Um, I just hope that they don't mess this up. Mm-hmm. But um, 
with me seeing Dragon Ball Evolution and Death Note wasn't that great. Um, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. I haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist. Mm, uh, they did a Full Metal Alchemist, didn't they? They did. Uh, I think... Let me double check one thing here quick. Okay. Oh, and not to mention Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, let me... So, there is a live-action Ruroni, Ruroni Kenshin as well that was okay. made over in Japan in 2012, and they've made a couple sequels since okay. that people really like. Okay. So, like, just in Japan, it had a $10 million budget, and the box office was $62.5 million uh, for the original film. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, it, it had two sequels. Uh... Kyoto Inferno and The Legend Ends. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the film became Japan's 11th highest grossing film of 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> 32,000 from 27 theaters in the United States in 2016. I mean, that's still, not bad. I mean, yeah, that's not bad. So, uh, it is possible. <sighs> I will remain skeptical. I have to see a trailer. I have to know who's playing the characters. Right. Yeah, they don't have any of that yet. Yeah, because, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to re- re- remain skeptical, but still have high hopes that this will be at least decent. And also, it, it's an anime I think you would really enjoy. I have watched, I have. I did start it. Oh, you did? Okay, good. I did, and then I just kind of fell off a little bit. <laughs> well, I believe they're on like their fifth or sixth season right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's like three movies, no, four, no, yeah, three movies. Uh, yeah, that 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 makes uh makes sense. At least you know there's not like twenty seven, or I should say eleven, just like a uh, eleven time Grammy winner Taylor Swift. Ah, oh, <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I saw what was coming up next, and I was like, oh, okay. So. I know, very, very strange segue. Incredibly weird. I probably should have put this other one in front of it, but whatever. We're going with it. So, Taylor Swift, not usually somebody that you talk about on a movie podcast. Yeah, no. Is apparently going to be directing a feature film for Searchlight Pictures. (sighs) Okay. So, (laughs) here's the thing. Okay. She apparently has done a couple of short films already. Right, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, all of her music career. And then yeah, she and uh, she actually did have a couple small uh, small, small things in uh, Valentine's Day, Cats, and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we all know how Cats and Amsterdam went. <laughs> but yeah, she only had a small I, part th- in those ones. Right, right. So... <laughs> <laughs> what is she I, I can guarantee it's going to be a love story of some sort or some sort of a breakup story that that is probably a very good guess there's nothing really that has been released uh, I think uh, sorry I'm kind of just reading through this one more time uh, yes so Taylor Swift has written an, an original script for so basically wrote and will be directing this one okay and then plot casting all that stuff is being kept under wraps until a later date mm-hmm. we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes 
you can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, I can hear it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you can hear it. <laughs> but, all right. I mean, hey, she... Uh, they just see it as a way to make money, and I get it. Like, yeah, why not get Taylor Swift to make a movie about mm. the things that she sings about? So... And, I mean, who knows? It might be. It might be actually pretty decent. You never know be really cool if it was a horror movie but i'm not gonna get my hopes up <laughs> <laughs> you could uh see if you could like message her on like instagram or something be like hey are you making a horror movie because that'd be pretty sweet it'd be really cool if she messaged me back be like oh hi travis <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm making a horror movie just for you perfect <laughs> i like it Alrighty, well, going to the move, to the uh, news that we probably should have had before this one because it connects a lot better. <laughs> We've talked about it before, but uh, Shin Ultraman, mm-hmm. which is uh, not necessarily something that you would find in an American theater, is right. apparently coming to American theaters for two days only. Ooh. Okay. January 11th and January 12th, so exactly one month from recording. Okay. Uh, but it is going to be a Fathom Events thing, just as a heads okay. up for you. Mm. Because, I mean, it is only two days. Right. And it's only going to be at select theaters. Well, I mean, I really didn't have any aspirations to see this. But, I mean, it does look interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I I kind of want to check it out, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I mean, like we were talking about before with this movie, it is going to be a uh, man in a suit kind of movie. Yep. Just like, you know, the Toho Godzilla movies. Or even like, look, I I like to compare it. It it looks like old school Power Rangers. Yes, it it kind of does. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at some of these pictures, and it's just like, uh, really, <laughs> really. But it might be fun. It it will probably be. It'll probably probably be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good for a couple of laughs, or maybe like a dozen. There you go. I like it. Fantastic. Uh, changing uh, uh, genres once again. We are we're gonna go to a new movie that we haven't talked about before, The Book of Clarence. Oh, okay. So this one is I I am going to completely mispronounce this name. Uh, James Samuels. Okay. I, I probably completely mispronounced the name, and I do apologize for that. Uh, this is the person that made uh, The Harder They Fall. On Netflix, oh, that was really good. Yeah, with like Idris Elba and all mm-hmm. them. Yep. Uh, this is the new one by him, and it, okay. they've, they, he, he's assembled a cast: uh, R.J. S- R.J. Siler, Benedict Cumberbatch, James mm-hmm. McAvoy, Alfrey Wood- Woodard, David Oyelowo, and Anna Diop. That's quite the cast. Yeah, just a just a little bit. I mean, Harder They Fall had a really good cast, too. So. It did. It did. Uh, oh, and apparently it's got the uh, guy who played Ebony Maw in Avengers Endgame. Ah, uh, Ebony Maw. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so apparently this one is actually, it's, it's inspired by classic Hollywood epics set in biblical times and tells the tale of Clarence, a down-on-his-luck denizen of Jerusalem, embarking on a misguided attempt to capitalize on the rise of celebrity and influence of the Messiah for his own personal gain. It is a journey that leads him on an exploration of the idea of faith and to a highly unexpected path of his own. And it looks like... Oh, I do apologize. I completely, uh, completely missed telling you that apparently... 
uh, Lakeith Stanfield is mm-hmm. going to be playing Clarence. Interesting. I like it. This like this sounds really really good. I really liked Harder They Fall. It was a it it, it was a different style, but I really like how how they did it, and I feel like this will fit in very well with what they're saying Book of Clarence is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm game. This sounds good. So, uh, let's see here. It looks like they also have the director of photography of Mission Impossible Fallout, Rob Hardy. Okay, that movie was beautiful. Right, right. Uh, and then the producers for this movie. You ready for this? Yes. Uh, former Netflix executive Tendo uh, Agenda and Sean Jay-Z Carter. Sean Jay-Z Carter. Really? Is, is one of the producers, yeah. Really? Okay. So, I mean, we'll have to see how this all goes. Jay-Z. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's just so funny. I was listening to music earlier uh, while I was dashing. And, like, I normally don't have a whole lot of rap on mine. But mm-hmm. I have the uh, Linkin Park uh, CD where he collab- well, where they collabed with Jay-Z. Okay. And I, I love that album so much. Which album was that? It's a uh, Numb Encore, I believe it is. Okay. Where it's like a mashup of Jay-Z songs with Linkin Park songs. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I think that does it for our movie news. Travis, did you have anything else that you wanted to say for movie news-wise? I do not, sir. Well, then make sure you visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash moviesarething. We also are on Twitter and Instagram at moviesarething. No spaces, dash, slash, anything like that. At moviesarething. Come on by and say hi. Woo. Please do. Yes. <laughs> Which leads us into our trailers that we had for this week. The first one being The Pale Blue Eyes. Or Pale Blue Eye, I apologize. Already <laughs> mispronouncing stuff. Uh, so this is the one with Christian Bale and uh, Harry Melling. Yes. With Harry Melling playing Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it's basically going to be kind of a Edgar Allan Poe-esque Sherlock Holmes mystery kind of thing. Yeah, that's the vibe I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically, it's it's very much feels like uh, Christian Bale plays a Sherlock-type character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very much also going more into the kind of occult and horror Edgar Allan Poe aspect of a case. Yes. Where cadets at... Um, is it West Point? Yes, it's West Point, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, duh, right there. West Point, 1830. Uh, so cadets at west point uh one of them dies by hanging and they rule it like a suicide but he's had his heart cut out mm-hmm. so it can't necessarily be a suicide you know oh exactly especially if you lose your heart right and so christian bale is a detective that comes in to try to solve the case and mm-hmm. he has harry melling's edgar Allan poe kind of infiltrate the student body of west point and the cadets mm-hmm. to see if he can figure out anything. Yeah, yeah. I this looks really good. I, I I'm sure you won't see it. I mean, since it, it's got the it, horror aspects. Is it is it horror or is it just more like thriller ish? It looks like it could be a mixture of both. Okay, okay. Like I'm sure there 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 might be some jump scares. That could yeah. be. Oh yeah, but, but I mean there was for like Sherlock a, Holmes too, right? Right. Yeah. Wow, Sherlock Holmes, I forgot about that one with Robert Downey. Yeah. 
Jude Law, yeah. Rachel McAdams, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess when I saw that, like, the, the, the cinematography, um, well, the shooting of the movie kind of reminded me of uh, Sleepy Hollow okay. from back in the 90s. Yep, yep. Has that kind of, like, that whitewashed skin look with the black dark scenery okay yeah i can i can see it yeah very nice well i mean like the yeah. trailer itself looks amazing it does yeah like edgar Allan poe's stuff doesn't always get um the movie treatment so i know like this isn't one of his stories but it's it features him so, like solving a case right along with so it, it seems yeah, it looks interesting you know what uh looks interesting to watch only bits and pieces of what's that our next trailer <laughs> and that's, that's for the movie megan megan um megan. <laughs> this is this is that horror movie with a uh animatronic doll thing mm-hmm. that has ai that basically decides to go rogue i guess <laughs> yeah she doesn't exactly follow her uh her protocols for what she's supposed to be doing does she not follow her <laughs> protocols or does she follow them too well that could that could very well be i guess we'll have to watch it to find out mm-hmm. or i'll watch mm-hmm. it because i know you won't this is and they they showed again the uh very creepy dance <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the dance murder <laughs> that uh, uh was a very big hit from the first trailer they showed it again uh-huh um yeah i just hope that she's not like snarky the whole time like she has to have some seriousness she can't be like making me laugh the entire time and then i'll go kill people right right um sorry i'm kind of have some other stuff up here on my computer apparently or you know what what's uh. in the uh recommended stuff of the side panel for the i have the trailer up here right now for megan oh yeah uh on youtube and over on the side you know how they have like the recommended watch this other stuff yes you know what's there hmm chucky the oppenheimer announcement really (laughs) even better that says that it's still live it's gonna be going going forever it will be until july 21st let's see let's see what we got Seven months, three days, seven hours, 52 minutes, and 11 seconds. There we go. <laughs> and if you know when uh, when the movie opens, you can tell when we're recording this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> they can probably figure it out, honestly. Or probably. Travis, have fun with that one. I will. <laughs> I don't have to wait too much longer for it. I believe it comes out in January, uh, January 6th, yes. Perfect. Alright, our next one, next trailer that we have, Travis, you have fun with this one too, <laughs> is going to be Infinity Pool. I don't know what to make of this. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So, it sounds like this couple went to this, like, vacation thing, something mm-hmm. happened, he committed a crime, and for every crime, the sentence is death, but for some money they could actually make a doppelganger and then kill the doppelganger weird so weird 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 uh let's see here 
Uh, basically, what it says here is, while staying in an isolated island resort, James and M are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive and mysterious Gabby, they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. A tragic accident leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you'll be executed, or, if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. I'm so in for that. That sounds really good. <laughs> you have fun with that, Travis. And it has... Uh, I, I can never remember... I, I know he's a Skarsgård. Alex, Alexander Skarsgård? It is Alexander Skarsgård. Okay, yeah, because he played in The Northmen. Yeah. Yes. And then it has Mia Goth from uh, X and Pearl. Mm-hmm. And soon to be Maxine. Mm -hmm. um, she plays the mysterious Gabby. Yes. And uh, those are the only ones I know of from the movie. Uh, At least of, like, notable notes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, the other, the person playing M is Cleopatra Coleman. I don't really recognize them. They were in 57 episodes of The Last Man on Earth Okay. as Erica Dundee. I've heard that show's good. It was, it was interesting. Because that was with, uh, what's his face? Um, McGruber. Uh, Uber. Will Forte. Thank you, yes. And Kristen Shaw. Yes. Yep. So that was, it was apparently 66 episodes long. Uh, Cleopatra Coleman was in 57 of them. Okay. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so that, that's Infinity Pool. I will have fun with that one for sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then our last trailer that we got is more of a clip of the movie that was played during the Game Awards in 2022 here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why did I say that? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> it, it was a good segue. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and that is a, a clip of the new movie, The Super Mario Bros. Do you notice that, like, with every new thing that they show, that, like, they go out of their way to make sure to not have Mario talk in a lot of it because they yes. know it's going to get backlash. <laughs> yeah. I think in this entire minute 35 clip, he has two lines. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I will say sound design, mm -hmm. just mm, chef's kiss. Yes. Uh, the look of the land, just mm, chef's kiss. Yes. The look of all the toads, just mm, chef's kiss. Yes. Some of the comedy going on in the backgrounds, just mm, chef's kiss. Yes. Specifically calling voice. out the uh, the antique dealer that's or that uh, the customer's like, does this thing even work? And mm -hmm. the uh, the dealer's like, well, if it doesn't work, you just blow in it. Right. Because <laughs> it's an old uh, Nintendo cartridge. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's. Uh, you gotta remain i mean if that if that made you happy i mean then the only thing we have to worry about is chris pratt's voice yes yeah so far everything is on point except for chris pratt playing chris pratt <laughs> <laughs> it's a me emmett i mean mario <laughs> Or sorry, it's let, a let me, me Chris Patia. Let me let me let me rephrase that. It's a me, Emmett. I mean, Star. I mean, Owen. I mean, Mario. Yeah, that's the <laughs> one. 
<laughs> uh, I, okay, the one little thing that kind of bugged me was the clear, um, I guess, warp tubes. So in some of the newer games, they are clear. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I haven't played a, a Mario game since Sunshine, honestly. Uh, I think in... Okay, one second. Super Mario Bros. Clear Tubes. Uh, clear pipes are pipes that make their debut in Super Mario 3D World, like warp pipes that are used for traveling distances too far for a normal jump to reach. Unlike warp pipes, however, clear pipes are transparent, and a player can change direction while in one. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, uh, that's what those are. Interesting. And then also... So Mario's just not I changing uh, direction fast enough. Oh. <laughs> another thing I noticed was at the very end of the trailer was I, I and then you see him looking up at Princess Peach's castle. Uh-huh. Did that remind like it reminded me of N64 Mario. Mhm. That was awesome. It did. It 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 reminded me of the feeling that I had of Super Mario 64. But at the same time, it felt like it was too detailed for Super Mario 64, which obviously it will be. So it would be like if they updated Mario 64? And expanded. And then expanded it to, like, today's graphics? Okay. Well, I mean, like, like expanded the castle. The castle seemed bigger than oh, it did gotcha. in, in Super yeah, Mario 64. I will agree with that, yes. But I don't know. Like, like I said, everything else looks really good. And like the the incorporation of the theme music and just the well just the Mario music in general during the different lands seems mm-hmm. like it's gonna be just on point. <sighs> it's just that voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder. So I know before you were talking when we talked about this before, you were saying how Mario like to me just was grating and wasn't Mario, whereas Peach was fine, right? Mm-hmm. Even though. Right. Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't necessarily sound like Peach does in any of the games. Right. And I think that's the case, for me at least, because Mario is the main character for most of all the games that I've played. And so I get Mm. a lot more Mario exposure than I do Princess Peach exposure, talking-wise. Or, like, vocalization-wise, I guess, because you don't get a lot Mm -hmm. of talking from Mario games. But, right, like, you, you come to expect certain vocalizations to have you know certain pitches certain uh sound qualities to them mm-hmm. and when they don't it just especially if, if it's like close but not there mm-hmm. it's just, just that much more grating kind of thing i totally get you i do it's like the uncanny valley of voices <laughs> yes okay if that makes any sense it does yeah um yeah like I wish, I I really wish that they would have gone with, like, I don't care if Chris Pratt is playing Mario. I I would have, I I would care a lot more if they would have taken the care to be like, hey, at least sound like Mario. Don't just sound like yourself. Like, actually do the accent. sometimes an Italian accent. Yeah. Like, it just seems like he's phoning it in. He just seems like he's just there for a paycheck. A little and bit, yeah. It, it, 
it's really sad because Mario is such a beloved character for a lot of people. Right. Exactly. And exactly. and and he's getting the movie treatment. We got one previously, but obviously we know how well, how well that one did. And that was live <laughs> action. And uh, I mean, like they even did that, this, it was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Bob Hoskins as Mario that was the issue. At least for it might have been before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But like I it it was a lot less people complaining about Bob Hoskins as Mario than it was about the story and you know how they changed the lore of Mario and how they did this, how they did that, you know why they did it this way, why they did it that way, but not necessarily who they cast as the characters. Right. And I mean like you look at John Leguizamo as as Lugie Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, no, he's he's Lugie. That's fine. <laughs> just talk him over there. It's good. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, <laughs> no, my. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> like that movie, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo. Yes, I like it. And I like Dennis Hopper as uh, Koopa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess the girl they got to play Peach was okay. Yeah, I, I feel but, like they didn't get. Or she didn't get as good of a role as she could have had. Right. And then and there's then, Yoshi. Of course, yeah, that horrible looking Yoshi. Yoshi! Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, one second. That... <laughs> that Yoshi from that version of Mario looked like a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. It did. Mm-hmm. It really did. And that predated Jurassic Park, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, uh, well let me double check. Let me double check. Jurassic Park was 94. Super Mario Bros. Jurassic Park was 93. 93, okay. Wow, I was off. (laughs) Super Mario Bros. was 93. Oh, same year, okay. And I feel like Jurassic Park was earlier in the year? Nope, June 11th. Oh, June, yeah. Let's see. Let me guess, Mario was January? May 28th. What? They were in the theaters at the same time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. How long was Jurassic Park in production? Oh, that's that's true. Uh, I want uh, probably at least two years. So they probably started 1991. Let me see here. Jurassic Park production date. Uh, filming took place in California and Hawaii from August to November 92 and then rolled out May and post-production rolled until May 93 Mm -hmm. and then it was released June of 93 that's a fast turnaround for a lot of practical effects I like it well for the CGI that was there too yeah the CGI had, had to have taken forever but I'm just amazed at because they did practical effects a lot of the time too yeah no absolutely absolutely okay yeah. uh let's see here really wow <laughs> okay all right what's up man okay jurassic park we've uh-huh. just established took place filming took place august to november of 92 august of november 92 okay super mario bros filming mm-hmm. took place may to july of 92 wow Yoshi predates the Raptors by a couple of months. Uh, wow. 
Wow. Okay. All right. I'm I'm just gobsmacked. <laughs> like I I'm I don't know. Uh, that is a fun fact to know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we delved into this then. Right. <laughs> Uh, the filming of new. Yoshi predates the filming of the Raptors by a couple months. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh. And now you know too. So congratulations! Thank you for yay. joining us on this uh, discovery journey yeah. <laughs> of of horrible and fantastic movies. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, but I think uh, so. The the Super Mario Bros. clip. It's great. Except for the voice of Chris Pratt. Um, I'm glad that he didn't speak much. <laughs> yes. So, I will throw out there. I mean, like, I really like the, the characters of Star-Lord. Owen, mm-hmm. you know, cool, whatever. He's, he's whatever. Emmett, really great character for Lego Movie. Just, mm-hmm. this one is just so... I just... It grates on me. It really does. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow. I really hope it's like... Um, what was it? The Walk with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Oh, where you thought that it was going to be just... Horrible. Mm-hmm. Listening to him with a French accent. Or with a fran- an outrageous French accent. accent. <laughs> but uh, I got used to it within about five minutes, and then the rest of the movie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait for for April to find out. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that should uh, bring us to our movies that are premiering this week. All right. The first one that we have is Avatar The Way of Water, which is rated PG-13 and will be coming to theaters. Set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar The Way of Water begins to tell the story of the Sully family, Jake, Nutiri, and their kids, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to to keep each other safe, and the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. I will say, though, I have been hearing some fantastic things about this movie. Okay, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. So, uh, I think there's there's a... Um, I can never remember the name where they block reviews from going. Oh, um, like an embargo? Yes. Thank you. Embargo. So I know <laughs> that there's a review embargo still, at least until okay. probably tomorrow. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm before i release before we release the episode of course uh but as of right now there's still the embargo in place but people are able to kind of share like yes it's really good or yeah yeah whatever but i've been hearing just very very positive things about it good okay excellent i'm sitting here you know giving giving my my screen a thumbs up (laughs) as if you can see me but (laughs) just really great things so that's uh great news right yeah, that's fantastic news. Um, I'm glad that in the synopsis here, I didn't know where they were going to start the story from. Um, I'm glad that they're saying that it's a decade since the first one. Because it's been a decade since ma- the first one? Yeah. Or more than, and de- also, de- de- more than a decade? Well, there we go. I just didn't know if they were going to go like immediately like right after the events of the first one. Right, right. Or what, and... And then plus, like, them having kids didn't make sense for it being, you know, like, a day or two later. So <laughs> Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 
But I am intrigued to know wh- how Stephen Lang is back. Yeah, especially as an Avatar. Right. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how, how it all goes. Well, we're going to find out on Thursday, sir. Uh, yes, we will. Yes. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll let uh, everybody know next week. Yes, yes, we will. How, how the movie was. So that brings us to our next movie, which is actually an expansion. Um, we talked about it before, so I'll just kind of go over some things here. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Uh, this one is rated PG, like I said, but sorry, PG-13, like I said before, and we'll be expanding to a more wide release. Uh, this is the one that's based off of the best-selling memoir, spoiler alert, The Hero Dies. Uh, before, two weeks ago, when it was released in a limited run, I said that the Rotten Tomato score was 40% and Metacritic was a 55. Mm-hmm. As of right now, IMDb has a 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 82% and Metacritic is sitting at a 61. This looks really good. Uh, yeah. I know I know. there's a lot of people that want to go watch this. Yeah. Which is what I've said before, too. I say the same things every once in a while, okay? <laughs> um, but it's from the same director that made The Big Sick. Which yes. is another fantastic movie. And this has Jim Parsons in it. It does. And I don't remember the name of the other guy. Uh, ben Aldridge. Ben Aldridge, okay. And Sally yeah. Field. And, well, yeah, you can't forget about Sally Field. No, no, I can't do that. But this is going to be a sad movie, for Very sure. So. Um, I. It's going to be weird seeing Jim Parsons play something other than Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Because that's all I've known him as. Well, he was the alien in Home, right? He was, yeah. And he was in Hidden Figures as well. Yeah, he had a very small part, but yeah, he was. I wouldn't say small part. I mean, it was small it was a well, side, compared it was a side to character. the ladies. Yeah, it yeah. was a side character, but it was a, a bigger part in the movie, I would say. Uh, but yeah, Ben Aldrich mm-hmm. uh, has played Thomas Wayne in Pennyworth, the TV show. Oh, okay. So he's he's the guy who's played Thomas Wayne then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think this is... He is also going to be... I think he is the the other main character in Knock at the Cabin. Oh, yes. I forgot about that movie. That's coming out soon. That is next year. Woot. Uh, yeah, so I think, I think it's going to be Jonathan Groff and Ben Aldrich are the two two main characters there. Okay. Uh, but yes, spoiler alert, looks good. It does. It, it's going to be a, I would say, bring some Kleenex. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're, prone, if you're prone to crying during movies. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, if you're watching, that means you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can call people out too. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to hear about that at Christmas. Uh, oh, you um, will, yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, that's going to be more of a wide release now. And the last movie that we have for this week not a not a big week this week is mm. snow day which is going to be rated g and will be on paramount plus uh siblings hal and natalie discover that anything is possible when a surprise winter whiteout offers them the chance to break routine and take big risks hal decides to pursue his crush claire while natalie challenges the town's cranky snowplow man imdb rotten tomatoes and metacritic did not have a score for this one Huh. It's almost like I've seen this before. So weird. Hmm. 
Where's Chevy Chase? Uh, where, where, where's he Chris has turned Elliott? into Jerry Trainer? No, uh, <laughs> no, he hasn't turned into to Jerry Trainer. That's uh, somebody else. Uh, did you like the original Snow Day when it was out? Funny story. Okay. I never actually watched Snow Day. So, if you like cheesy, like '90s-ish movies, this this will be right up your alley. I mean, this movie was released in 2000, but we all know that 90s didn't end until, you know, 2004. So. <laughs> I thought it was the 90s for some reason. I didn't realize it was 2000. No, no, I mean, it was, it's like... That's funny. It, it's right on that cusp. Right. So, yeah, February uh, 11th, 2000, so... <laughs> I can remember seeing the first one on a snow day. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I really I, enjoyed that first one. I feel like... It's not necessarily like it, like the other one was, because this one is them challenging the snowplow, whereas the original one was them hijacking the snowplow. Well, yeah, because they did because they wanted to they wanted it to be a never-ending snow day. Right. Yeah. Right. And Chris Elliott was the original snowplow man. He sure was. Take my strong hand. <laughs> a scary movie too reference. I love it. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that you got that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't know if, if that was going to make any sense whatsoever. No, I got it <laughs> right away. I was like, yes. <laughs> Scary movie two references for the win. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this one looks like it's going to be a fun one for, you know, the kiddos to watch if they have a snow mm-hmm. day, especially, you know, coming up here this week or this, uh, later this week for, the the northern parts of the united states especially yeah minnesota well for sure here in minnesota i'm sure there's going to be a snow day of some sort if not letting out early i feel like you're right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and right before christmas too that never happened right that never happened to me at least man true story I had to go to school when we knew that there was a giant snowstorm coming in. They let us out 20 minutes early, and there was about two feet on top of my car of snow. Oh, oh, that's great planning on their part. And so I didn't get home until, you know, hour and a half, two hours after I usually do. Oh, sure. Oh, well, you don't, and did you don't live where you live now then so like how far of a drive would it normally be then uh i mean 15 20 because i mean we were like on the opposite side of the school district from the high school okay gotcha because they decided to build the high school on the outer edges of the district but whatever yeah why keep it centralized why did they do that land (laughs) i suppose (laughs) i'm sure they got a good deal yeah yeah well they they needed they needed a uh, space, so. Yeah, and that school is huge. Yeah, uh, but snow day coming in this week. Maybe check it out. Maybe don't. I don't know. I'm not the cops. Um, <laughs> Do what you want if you want to watch it. <laughs> I'm a sign, not a cop. Um, <laughs> throwing in the Simpsons reference in there too. Yes. Oh, uh, so uh, good. But yeah, that is our last movie. That is premiering this week. Uh, just as a heads up for everybody, Black Adam is coming to HBO Max. Just saw that that was there, so I figured I'd let you know. 
Ooh, okay. In case you didn't watch it in theaters, which I don't think a lot of people did. Uh, <laughs> oh, sad. That's so true, though. <laughs> so now if you have HBO Max, you can watch it. Yeah, help The Rock out. Come on now. <laughs> there you go. He's hurting for money. Come there on. you go. There you go. But that brings us to the end of the movies that are premiering this week. Travis, did you have anything else you wanted to say about any of them? I do not, sir. All right. Well, then, I will see you at the movies. Sounds good, man. Uh, with that being said, make sure you visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dash, slash, anything like that. At movies are a thing. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash movies are a thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. Other than that, Travis. Yes, sir. I do believe that it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. And... Sorry. I don't know what that was, but I closed my window. <laughs> yeah. um, I got about half an hour in. Um, I, I think you'll know, you know, it's going to be pretty easy to figure out where we're from here, you know. Oh, okay. yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, with all the snow that we've been having here. Oh, well, yeah. not really we're snow anymore. Getting... Now it's going to be yeah, rain. It's... Yeah, it's going to be rain. Freezing rain. Ooh. And then some oh. snow. Oh, yeah, and that's some snow. But, you know, and you go up north there, and it's going to be a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. It'll be up to your knees, don't you know? Oh, it'll be, a, it'll be up, to your, uh, up to your waist there. You got to gotta watch out. It's going to be like uh, three feet. Well you, better be, well, you better be sure to put on some snow pants so you don't get a wet keister, okay? Well, got to gotta watch out for them boots, too. Oh, yeah. Watch <laughs> your boots in the car, you know. <laughs> and don't forget the kitty litter in case you get stuck. Oh yeah, the kitty kitty oh, litter's yeah. a must here. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know what that means? What's that, sir? You got to put a you got to put a coat on your goat. <laughs> it might a get a little chilly coat? there, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So how about oh, that weather? But, eh? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I just like to wear the shorts during the winter time cuz you know Canadian. I, Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, they are our brothers, don't you know? There is no Canada. There's only northern Minnesota. That's right. <laughs> there is no Canada, only northern Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, there's Minnesota, there's northern Minnesota, and then there's north Minnesota above that. <laughs> but, of course, and most importantly, there is no Dana, only Zool. The cake is a lie, too. That's right. He just, he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All the kids say he's a righteous dude. Righteous dude. <laughs> oh. Shout out to the lady in Ferris Bueller who says he's a righteous dude. <laughs> uh, that'd be uh, Edie McClurg. That's her. Who is also in planes, trains, and automobiles. She sure is. She's the one who hears Steve Martin's rant in the uh, when he rents the car. Just, just a lot of and a lot of and. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I think there's a bit of. That's right.
That's right. Yes. That too. And she was also, um, oh no, wait, I'm probably thinking of a different person, but she was also on Step by Step, I think. Oh, that was a while ago. I believe she was, uh, Suzanne Summers, um, her, the other hairstylist that worked in, worked in the salon with her. I do not see that in here. Oh, then it's a different person then. I just got them mixed up. Oh yeah? At least I think so, eh? Oh, well, here you know, see. Okay. Step by step, day by day. Uh, apparently she played the mom in Life with Louie. That's such a good show. I did not realize that. And she was Aunt Ruth in generic in Bobby's World. Yes. Uh, Bobby's oh, World. So many different things. Cow and chicken. He's a righteous dude. He's a righteous dude. <laughs> Keep going back to that. <laughs> He's a righteous dude. Huh. She was also in... I'm going to be a master of this case. I'm going to be a master of this case. I hated that movie. <laughs> Am I a little too turtly to be in the turtle club? Turtle, 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 turtle. Uh, Mrs. Gertrude in Dickie Roberts' Formal Child Star. Formal Child Star. Apparently I can talk. Uh, that's a hot minute since I've seen that one. Uh, and she was Minnie in Cars. So I'm kind of just going through uh, way too much stuff. Oh, excuse me. Uh, okay. Uh, but yes, what were we talking about? Uh, Megan. Megan, yes. Let's all go to the movies. Movies. Let's all, Let's go, to all go to the movies. Let's <laughs> all go to the movies and get ourselves a treat. Some popcorn. We're gonna get some popcorn and maybe some delicious candy. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes. Alrighty, man, you have yourself a good night. You as well, sir. Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.